Okay, I'm with the directors of Figures, Jamie Hegland and Jade Yurich uh, from Toronto. It's an action film, winner at the Action Adventure Film Festival. Really interesting film, lots of uh, interrogation, <laughs> lots of uh, action sequences. It's a nicely cohesive story as well. I'm curious what your guy, what was your guys, when you guys were about to start shooting on the first day, what were you hoping to accomplish with this film? I can, I'll start first on this one. Uh, for this film, our first day, if uh, when people see it, was our, our fight in the hallway. And um, that was a full set build. So we built that entire set in a little production studio. It's an ambitious day. It was an ambitious yeah. day. So day one, we were just coming off hot right away. Yeah. So going into day one, what, I mean, what I really wanted to do is get the action right and really film it in a creative way. That's why we built the hallway ourselves so we can disassemble it and get creative camera angles. Uh, usually locations don't like it when you destroy their hallways. So yeah. we had to do it ourselves. But that's, uh, I'd say that was what I was, what I was thinking leading into day one. Like, let's get this action right. Let's capture it in a creative way that keeps people's attention. What about you, Jade? Smooth. I mean, day one was really smooth for us. Like we spent the whole day on Saturday prepping, building uh, the set. And, um, you know, it was everybody's first day really together. We didn't really have too much prep time um, on this shoot, which you know, for future shoots is really, really helpful. I mean, we had prep in terms of Jamie doing all of uh, the stunt coordinating and, yeah. and, and performing and having like a pre-visualization before we went into uh, the scene. But as far as just the crew and like getting together, getting a synergy of shooting going, um, it was really smooth. Like we uh, uh, we were able to deliver the footage uh, to Angelica Falco, our editor later that day. And like she had a rough cut like a few days afterwards. So it was really nice to see um, our first day's efforts kind of like soon like quickly like we knew the action was working so that was awesome i guess you needed to do that in case because you had the you had the, the cast and crew there in case of something you need to pick up a shot the, she was putting the footage together and you can go back and guess do it i guess right is that was a, that was the intention of putting it together like so quickly well the first day was a hallway scene but uh later on our second day uh or yeah it was our second night um was was the the main fight and that one was the one that we did go in and reshoot um, which we're really fortunate to get to do um but it's yeah. like half your film it's like yeah it's like more <laughs> almost yeah <laughs> oh the lead up and like all all of the things that take place after too right are all uh, a, a big part of what happened in that one night of a reshoot actually so that 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 second day that reshoot of that first day was our most epic and uh wild um day night experience ever <laughs> i guess what i guess what i was at like is is it you guys is this like a proof of concept for a feature film or did you guys also want to showcase your talents as a stunt coordinator or a stunt or a fight director like what was your kind of purpose of making the film uh initially when when i first started writing the project uh i would just i start writing it just from the action sequences and then built uh built around so at first it was more of just a showcase to see what action I can build on my own and what I can do with with the stunt community in Toronto and see what we can what we can build from the ground up. So something completely new and a fresh idea that we can roll with. And for me, I just I was looking for more footage. I was looking for more for more that I can send to stunt coordinators to show them what I can do. So this project started as as that for me as a way to build my resume yeah. to to show coordinators actual professional footage of me on set 
And then as time went on, as I kept building out the story, I now I just wanted to see how the film would do as its own project, as opposed to being a resume builder. I wanted to sure. see how it would actually survive as a short film. And then when I figured that out, that's when I finally started bringing in more people. So that's when I contacted Jade and told him, like, hey, I got the story that I want to tell. I'm curious if you want to join in. And then, uh, you know, it all went from there. So hoping it started out for me as a like an action showcase, yeah. but eventually led to my first my first short film to see how it stands on its own legs. Uh, just to jump on what you're saying, is it is that a common thing for in the stunt coordination world? It's kind of it's, you know it's a competitive industry from even from a from a fighter basis, from a stunt uh, like a performer basis or a coordinator. Is that a common thing where you have to kind of show them? almost like a reel or like kind of a, a like a, a sequence that you you coordinated yourself and then so there's actual like before you they before you get a job like how does what's the process i'm just curious uh, generally just as a stunt performer for which which i'm currently pursuing as a, as a professional stunt performer get in the union like yeah is this all after you're in the union you still have to do this or right now this is before so okay. generally in getting any stunt work the stunt coordinators on the project will hire out the stunt talent and the stunt safety and the riggers and whatnot. So what you're, what you have to do is, you know, you know the right people, hopefully get to good terms and be on their good side and then show them what you can do. So obviously you need to build that trust between yourself and the coordinators. And there's no better way to build trust than either training with them and showing them what you can do in person mm -hmm. or second best, show them some footage. So show them what you can do, show them how you act on a professional set. Show them that if they bring you onto a project, that they can actually trust you, and they don't have to. They don't have to babysit you. They don't have to worry about you. So as a stunt performer, it's great. You don't have to show them stuff you've created yourself. If you have a uh, a catalog of projects you've already done, that footage is perfectly good enough to as a stunt performer. Yeah, gotcha. But for my for myself, I eventually it's a possibility maybe that I'd like to start coordinating in the future. You know, once I'm in my career and have performed a significant amount. Once I build up the trust in other performers to let me to let me lead at some point in the in the distant future, but uh, you definitely don't need to be creating your own stuff. For me, that was just a it's a passion project. It's something I like to do. I love creating my own action and seeing what can happen. The what I find is I learn so much more when I'm on the creative side. So it's it's really it's it's not really easy to perform, but it's relatively easier to perform than it is to create and and organize and guide the project. So having the knowledge on both sides, I think, would make me a better performer. And that's why I chose to do so. Gotcha. So you're in the film as well, correct? Correct. So, okay. So when do you, so you you want to do this proof of concept. So I, I was laughing while you're answering the question because it's an audio podcast, but Jade has got two drinks going on at the same time. So he's going <laughs> one drink and he's going another drink. It's just like, is it hot and cold, Jade? Like, what's the cut? I finished my coffee now i'm drinking water <laughs> okay it was just funny because it was just like he's going back and forth i want to be ready for the next question <laughs> so okay so you're so you that, that makes sense what exactly what you're saying so you want to do the sequence and all of a sudden it's like well i can do a beginning middle and then short film i got the scripts right so when do you so when do you go to jade like do you like just from from uh because he knows how to put a film together like what's your kind of process uh for me um i met jade He's a he's a friend. He's friends of friends, and I met him in Toronto. We actually grew up in the same city, Sault Ste. Marie, but we never connected while we were there. And uh, like the Sioux does in many cities, we all congregate wherever we move. So I found him here in Toronto through some friends, and I just knew he worked in the industry. He would tell me about the projects he's working on, and 
during COVID and during my injury, I started developing my own project, which became which became Figures. And when I knew that it was time to maybe bring it to the next level, and I was starting to look for help, starting to look for other producers and directors, uh, the first person I went to was Jade. And uh, he had me on his podcast, and I'll let him tell the story from there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we'll just go to like the first Zoom meeting we had um, post live stream podcast where uh, Jamie joined um, my other creative partner, Nicholas Jansen, on a live stream that we were doing at the time. And we still might do again in the future. But um, yeah, Jamie came on because we were just we were interviewing people in the film, television, music, like basically just anybody who would agree to come on to the live stream to keep the momentum going. Um, But (laughs) I was really stoked to have Jamie because Jamie has a platform um, for the content he puts out. And it was really cool uh, to kind of like get like, you know, really a comfortable like conversation going, even though it was for the public and very live. It didn't feel like we were even recording. Like it felt very just organic. And it was a really fun live stream. Like Nick and I, like to this day, were like, you know, that was one of like the, the most fun and just like chill like live streams we had. And it's it was something we did every week. So we did feel a little anxious, you know, before certain guests. And we had that anxiety before Jamie came on, but uh, we didn't have it after. <laughs> and we never did after. But anyway, it was a great live stream. Uh, Jamie reached out kind of, well, he was kind of sneaky, like, you know, mentioning he's got an idea during the That's live him. stream being like, you know, he's got a film, he's got something. And I'm like, okay, well, um, he reached out after, but, you know, co-producing it. And I was like, all right. And so we had a Zoom meeting, and in that meeting, uh, Jamie just kind of did a really solid breakdown of the action, the idea, like a heist, like there's a suitcase, and then there's a little like, you know, plot twist at the end. And I was like, okay, that all sounds good to me. Um, You have a location in mind. We had some locations in mind. Uh, The the cost of the location was like the main, I guess, like thing we had to overcome at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let's let's start trying to raise some funds using Indiegogo, which we um, did two campaigns during the process. And I mean, like a lot of people have their ups and downs with Indiegogo. Um, they, they have, you know, mi- I always get mixed reviews when I talk to people about it. Um, all the times I've used it, um, it's always been a great process, even if you didn't make many funds or whatever, but like just, it was always a great process just to like refine all your ideas and get everything down. So- It forces um, you to be organized. Totally. And like to pitch the project and to have- like to be talking about the project and like che- getting people to check it out, even if it's like, don't fun, just check it out. You know, just yeah. our stories up there. There's a, there's an edit, an edited video of like what we're trying to do. Um, and so we did that one before the project started, uh, which was really successful. I think we made like 5k. And then we did one um, at like in between reshoots and the finished film uh, to like bring it home. And we did like about half as what we did on the first one, but it was still like a nice little push uh, near the end. That was helpful. I think um so yeah i mean the script came at me i was like okay this is uh different than any script i'd ever read because usually everybody fault everybody ha- uses different formats but jamie's format was very very um like basically like writing out the shots in the screenplay so it was very like detailed uh which i like the film right so he could do that i guess totally and like there's no rules like there's no rules i mean like really, really there are no <laughs> rules so i mean um you know like reading it aloud and like trying to like break it down was only so helpful what really was the way to like get it was to just talk to jamie about it go into the locations with him see like hear his explanations of how things would cut together certain transitions um and mostly just like his you know really like adhering to like this is an action film this fight is the most important thing i'm going to spend all my time prepping for this this is really important as well as doing everything else to prep for the film but that was like the big main priority and 
casting Hannah Oliveros to play um, his fight partner, who is a stunt performer, but then she acted in this was a really like that was that was a huge part of what makes this film work. Um, yeah. So finding someone to play that that part and also do those those that choreo was a really big challenge at the beginning and we didn't we didn't, we didn't find anyone hannah just was the natural organic move um but yeah i mean it was a lot of prep like it took a while to get to even just the first shoot date like we we moved dates a lot and then by the time we got there we did it in like a few days and we had something and then we had, we did a reshoot and then we did a oh sorry we did a pickup or sorry we did like an additional small day and then we did a reshoot and then we did one more um, pickup, which was more like just a full day, but it was, was wasn't too bad. There's one location, I guess, right? That you guys shot. Like it's, it looks like a warehouse. Like where did you guys shoot this? Three, three major locations. I'd say like there was one is the monkey vault only for a very short scene at the end um, where a lot of stunt performers train. There's one um, in Mississauga where we built the hallway, which was just a studio that we rented and then built the hallway in, in there. Okay, gotcha. And then the rest was through Millworks. Shout out Daniel Rizzo, uh, who uh, was able to really work us work us on an awesome deal. Like she, you know, it's not cheap to get locations, um, but she was really, really awesome to us. You know, so it, it really helped having someone who was like, you know, fight, fighting for our team. Like she was on our team. She was fighting for us. So that was really good. So the hallway scene was you guys shot in the studio and you guys kind of like spray painted the walls and like kind of choreographed it like it was kind of like a secluded kind of small encased area i guess right and yes. then so okay so you have the two gentlemen doing the fight in that sequence like what is so you choreograph everything like you storyboard things like how does it how does the choreographing uh, process work so it usually just starts out with a general idea when i when i'm building my action i either listen to a song and it's usually it usually starts by a song inspiring the the mood and the vibe behind the scene, and that's when I could start seeing like how the, what the pace of the action is going to be and the intensity. And then after that, I start seeing specific shots that I want to capture. So there's you know a couple moments in the hallway fight that were very specific moments that I thought of before even building the action. So there's there's a neck stabbing moment in there and there's a, a mask to mask moment Those, these are moments that i saw in my head even before i started building the action i i, I thought i thought this I, I felt this idea and i wanted to see that come to life and then i would build the action around these small moments and then I fill see. in the gaps and then find these other creative ways to to film these these sequences and then i mean for the hallway portion in particular um, what we did instead of storyboarding, I'm not the best for myself, at least I'm not the best storyboard artist. And I, we wanted to save funds in, in as many places as we could. So hiring a storyboard artist would have been, it, it would have been expensive. I don't want to, I don't want to hire people and pay them what and pay them crumbs for, for their work. You know, it's yeah. as much as we can, we can supply the people who worked hard on this, this film with, with the money they deserve as far as we can go. So what we did instead was we did what a lot of uh, stunt coordinators do is called pre-visualization is that we went to a gym. And in this case, we went to the monkey vault located up in North York, like Jade was saying, where a lot of stunt performers play and, and train. And uh, we went there off hours and we built a mock setup of this, of this hallway set out of all the mats there. And then we started just going through some of the action that we thought of and built new action and then filmed it while we were there. And then yeah. this way we'd have an idea of what it's actually going to look like. And we can make these changes well before we actually step on set. And then once we have a really good pre-visualization, a really good concept already already filmed, we can finish that. We can say the choreo's tight, it's done. 
We could yeah. give that to our camera operator, our director of photography. And then this way, everybody knows what we're shooting. The exact angles, the exact sequences, the exact shots. We have everything we need going into the shoot day. So there's no surprises. There's nothing new well, as far as we can as far as we can control. Yeah. And it makes the day a whole lot easier with at least with regards to the action sequences. So the one scene I think you were referring to, it's like I, I call it in uh, the crouching tiger hidden dragon jump or whatever. <laughs> We're oh, like, yeah. Maybe you guys are too young for even for that reference. I don't even know. Basically, oh, no, I got it. Okay. So like he jumps like two feet in the air and he like flies like five feet. Like, how did you do, how did you do that scene? Like, because you, uh, you're in a long yeah. shot, right? So you're kind of showing everything that that's happening, right? Of course. Yeah, that one was a fun one. I always, I had this, uh, this idea. I had a much bigger idea for that shot, but um, a lot of things came up and I wasn't training uh, as much as I wanted to because I was working so much on the planning and the, uh, and whatnot for this film. And I was still kind of injured at that time during pre-production. Yeah. So it was actually supposed to be a big side flip over the table into a kick instead of the jumping stab. But I didn't train my side flip enough, so I wasn't confident to actually throw it. Yeah. So I just had this moment where I said, let's just jump over the table and film it in slow-mo from a nice big that's wide you. angle. You're, you're that's doing me. Well, yeah, okay, you're, you're doing it. Yeah. So I just had a really good running start through the curtain and uh, just jumped it. <laughs> gotcha. Not too, too much planning. I, I, I found out, I mean, I figured out what the height of the table was and I just trained that jump a couple times in the gym, found out it was not too, too hard for myself. So it went well. And you're also a skydiving. You're also a skydiving instructor. So you're not, you're, you're used to jumping. <laughs> not an instructor, but I, I definitely have skydiver. <laughs> you want to be an instructor? No, no, that would take way too much time and money. Okay. So, okay, so then you got the last scene with you and your character and the girl. What was her name? Hannah, correct? Yes, Hannah Oliveros, the one I fight at the end. So she, I'm assuming she's a stunt. Uh, she she's a stunt performer in the industry. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's an active stunt performer. So how does it work? I'm just from a from a practical union standpoint. Like, how does she? Was your film? Uh, was your film like uh, an actor of production? Like, how does it all work? I'm just curious. So that in the end. Yes, I'll let, actually, Jade, I'll let you take care of this yeah. one. So at the, at the time, uh, we were operating completely non-union, and we were fortunate that Hannah was basically like about to go union, and so was a few other members of the crew. Even myself, I went IOTSI in production side during the production. So it's still, like, but you can still work because you're. I can still, yeah, I can still work. Do. I just, yeah, I just did an actor production myself, a short, and went through the whole like for the very first time myself doing it. Um, just as a low budget production, but no, as this, for this, we did get insurance, uh, to cover, uh, the location and everybody like liability, as far as that's concerned as a non-union production. But, uh, going forward, uh, I would imagine like Jamie will be either permanent or become union status. So if we do do any probably stunt, uh, shorts or features or scripted or anything in the future where it's going to be a lot more by the book, this one was a little bit more gorilla, I'd cool. say. Yeah, Gorilla's great. No, just to get people to know, I guess in Canada, we're like actors, like the SAG union, where yes. where everybody has to, if you're if you're working on that production, everybody has to be belong to that union. So you can't have like a non-union person and a union person, and you got to pay them the rates that they get. Whereas like your IATSE or like our NABED, basically, whereas like you can get upgrades. So say you're a camera operator, you can work on, as a DP on a non-union production for free because they want you to get that upgrade. They want you to work in the higher up than what you do in the industry. But for the actor, it's like they want, it's more finicky. They don't really care about that. They want 
all either they want all or nothing i guess right of course and just to piggyback off what jade was saying i mean we had a couple of our our crew or performers actually become actra at some point either within or after our project i started calling it a good luck charm for non-union people because they started becoming actra pretty soon after yeah hannah Oliveras actually she had to delay becoming actra so that we could shoot so she got her her credit um early in the summer and she just delayed cashing in that credit until we finished shooting so she could still perform on the project yeah well, it's a great sequence. It's like it's like ten minutes of the film. So your film is nineteen <laughs> minutes. It's about it's around ten minutes that fight sequence, correct? Yeah, the fight itself, I'd say it's probably around four or five, and then there's some dialogue in between. We spent a long okay, yeah, time I mean, in but, that. Yeah, I'm saying the scene itself, I guess. Is <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that that location definitely accounts for, I think, more than half of our film. Yeah, yeah, because then you got the guy coming. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, of course, it's a little theatrical i guess in the end right <laughs> yes so who did your uh who did your makeup you're like because you got a lot of blood you got a lot of gore who did your makeup our makeup artist andrea espinoza she was a wonderful addition to our team <laughs> super talented she was playing multiple roles on her project which i mean a few of us were doing because it was you know small budget small team but she was also our first ac as well our assistant camera so she was doing a lot of work so outside of making me look absolutely beaten and bruised. She was making sure the production was running smooth as well. So you're 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 in most of the scenes, you're in most of the film. So I'm assuming Jade is kind of like controlling the camera, controlling the the shot list and making sure that everything is kind of cohesive on that end. Yeah, I would say there's there's a good there's a good handoff too. I mean, there's sort of I kind of know where we're going and then I'm like, "Okay, Jamie knows where we're going." So there's kind of like you know, we're both directing it and we're both sort of like taking on multiple hats while we're doing it. So it's kind of like sometimes I'm with the actors more. Sometimes I'm with the tech and, and the shots more. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas sometimes I'm just also like dealing like with the production and managing it and making sure that the food like RPAs are working and also just like making sure other things are getting processed. So like we're we're, we're all good. Like, um, but I would say like on, on the most part, like I'm, I'm just like really trying to have everybody's back, make sure everybody's heard um and everybody's opinions because there there were a lot of like uh especially on the action sequences a lot more voices like in in the kitchen a lot more cooks in the kitchen i'd say yeah um and and in that like you know shout out to like union rojas um but also shout out to jamie um because you know jamie really was you know like the the leader of of what we did um and made made sure that you know at all times like everybody was doing things that were safe um and making sure at all times like we were also still just like doing what was most important which i i would say like is you know like taking our time and not rushing the process too much i i always try to rush the process but um in saying that we like you know jamie kept us at a good pace and there was never like a moment where i felt like like there were a lot of moments you guys were tired and it's like take a moment you know take a minute don't you know this is a physical action sequences so it takes time for the dramatic stuff with the dialogue you know we kind of I wouldn't say we rushed it, but we definitely like, you know, we, we tried to push our actors and see where they could go. Um, with Hannah, you know, being a stunt performer first, actor second, um, we rehearsed a lot with her and, and got her uh, really just comfortable with the dialogue. Um, and I really feel like she delivers it really quite well. Um, and her character is good. Um, Adam is just a complete psychopath. Um, 
And so, uh, you know, that, that came through on screen. Um, but no, he's a, he's a really funny guy in, in real life and very zany. So him playing the final character in the film was, was awesome. And then sp- big time shout out to Ballo. Uh, he came through on reshoots and really helped like sort of be the, you know, fatherly kind of like, you know, but still sort of, you know, two-sided kind of presence that, you know, um, help guide some more of the structure of the film. Like he had more scenes than what the original script had. We did add things with him uh, to really double down with with him. But yeah, I think story-wise was always my priority and action was always Jamie's priority. And we really, we had a lot of handshakes in the middle where we kind of, you know, um, but at the end, I, I think I, I have a great appreciation for the action um, and and how it was, how it was all, uh, how, how it was all executed. Was, Who's the camera pretty... operator? There's some really interesting sequences where like you're on handheld, whoever the camera operator is, and you're following her, you're in focus too, and then you're jumping on the ground. I, I guess it, like I'm, so you got the shot, right? But I'm, th- these are some very difficult uh, uh, to, like, keep, uh, pieces to, to, to capture. Who was your camera operator? It's DP as uh, Mr. Uh, Paul Persic, uh, Croatian crustacean. Um, some good work. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a wild man. Everybody like knows. Three sequences Paul. that are very difficult to to pull off. And he, 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 like, to, to paraphrase Paul, it's like a dance. Um, yeah. You know, he he to quote him, he's yeah, he's he's definitely like him and Jamie have like a really solid synergy. I'll let Jamie sort of take it from here, but yeah. Oh, Paul was killing it. You know, one of the things that I wanted to do with this project is, I mean. It is my project, but I wanted it to be equally parts for the creative team. I wanted Jay to have strong input as well in directing and seeing the vision through his own eyes as well. And I wanted Paul being our DP and our, our, our cinematographer. I mean, I wanted him, I didn't want to have it all set out for him. I wanted him to have some creative input as well, because I know his talents and I know what he can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we had specific shots for sure. But I told him, I was like, hey, if you have an idea that you think is better, or if you have a certain way that you want to shoot this, absolutely, let's go for it. I mean, you're the guy with the camera. I know you know what you're doing. I trust you. So having somebody like that on board absolutely killed it. And Paul's, he's down to shoot anything. I mean, he's ready to go. He's He was super excited, super passionate about the project. And uh, he was the one of the best team players we could ask for. He was, he was down to shoot these long crazy nights yeah. i mean that that last that, that last location was a you know a 12 to 14 hour day and we were struggling but we made it and it's it's hard to be carrying that camera handheld that entire time 100 so, percent, yeah very difficult <laughs> i got a random most of question. it was handheld i got a random question to ask you guys you guys wrestling fans by any chance yeah, I used to I used to amateur wrestle in high school. And I used to watch WWE all the time. Because the, <laughs> there's some wrestling sequences where like she looks like the fourth member of the Shield, Hannah, right? She's like totally yeah. dressed like Roman Reigns, like circa 19, 2016, right? So I don't know if that was conscious. Of course, it was conscious. Not conscious. We just yeah. wanted to make her look like an absolute badass. Okay. <laughs> and you throw, she throws you through the table. There's a table uh, throwing through. <laughs> you know what? Now that you say it, it does have a bit of a WWE <laughs> feel yeah. to it. No, <laughs> nobody would ladders get and chairs, right? But it just that I just saw. I just remember she was like, she's the female Roman Reigns. Like she's kicking some ass. Oh, and she can kick ass. So you gotta be careful. <laughs> and what did you guys think about the audience feedback video that we sent you from our audience? It was absolutely wonderful. It was just nice. You know, it's it's not too often you get to hear that unbiased opinion, whether you like it or not. It could be, it could be, you know, a little hurtful sometimes, but sometimes you need it. I mean, this being my first project, uh, I knew that you know, it wasn't going to be perfect. It wasn't going to be, you know, the, the best thing out there. It was going to be a really big learning experience for me. 
So I knew this project would be somewhere where I can tee off and show what I currently think about the film world, what my where my brain is leading with regards to shots and action. And then afterwards, I can have a good uh, good rewatch, a good review, take all this constructive criticism, take this unbiased opinion, and build my next project with a greater knowledge set. So it was nice to have this video to actually know what worked, what people enjoyed, what what stuck out, the highlights. Yeah. And this way, I can see if that aligned with what I was trying to show them, what I was what I wanted them to see. So it's a really, really, really good way for you know the creative team to know if what they did was right, what they were trying to get across actually got across. What are you? What about you, Jade? What do you think? I just can't wait to, I guess, like cut something together of it too. Like it's just great to have as like promotional footage for the project to show like people actually watching it. Like that's a big part of why. Like I, I'm so happy that Jamie's pushing this project. Like so many projects don't get pushed hard. You know, like they don't get any fucking recognition at all. And so, you know, like we put so much work into this thing. Like we spent so much, so like so long doing it. It took a while. Like it wasn't e an easy thing to do. Um, so like Jamie, like and shout out to Richard Nestor and helping us out with the film festival applications. Like we're just like, you know, we're super stoked that like we can actually have like opportunities to just not just people see the film, but people to get together in a room and just talk about films and, and stuff. Like that's yeah. ultimately like, you know, we don't think about that. Like we're just trying to make something, but then it's like, this is really important. Like we need to continue, you know, contributing to the culture of watching shit. And, you know, yeah. no, it's a but, really, it's a really fun film to watch. And it's like your, your, your stunt sequences are, are amazing. It's like there it's, it's real. You know what I mean? The best, the best compliment I can give you is that it's real. Some of some, there's some fanatical scenes, like, you're jumping five feet in the air but in in the terms into and maybe i'm just kidding when i said that but there's like especially the scene where you like were like you're you like you kill a guy it like it feels that that you killed the guy you know what i mean and right. it's like and it's like the fight was real and you got some really interesting shots from the bottom up and like some really unique camera work that that from someone from my perspective who's seen a lot of these movies right from a main the mainstream from where we are to where you guys are now you don't see like uh, originality. Like you see kind of like people kind of ripping off, you know, a mission impossible fight scene. You know what I mean? Or Jackie Chan. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, but there's, there's, yeah. there seems to be a lot of original ideas in your film. And that's, and then that's, 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 that's that'll only take you guys to the next level. So. Thank you. I mean, when we were, when I was approaching the action, I really wanted it to ground it as much as I can. I didn't want it to feel too flashy. You know, it has its moments, of course, where we dramatize the action. Sure, it has yeah. to for film. We need those moments for a little. It's a little over the top. I mean, it's it's a fight. It's never going to be like this in real life. How it's filmed. It's meant to be filmed just to be entertaining. Yeah. Obviously, the moves we use, though, a lot of them, I I tried to incorporate different styles, especially into the the final fight. There's some taekwondo. There's some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, some judo. Um, a little bit of Wing Chun. So I wanted to incorporate different styles from from different parts to show that these characters are well trained in several martial arts you know yeah. there's the way i like to think of the fight the final fight is it starts off with them showing off to each other them showing off different techniques to see who can get the upper hand yeah. and then in the second part of the fight you know that's when they start going oh no i just want to hurt you as much as i possibly can now okay. <laughs> so basically what i heard there is that you're for people who are fights and fishing autos who are who have trained in what you're in those disciplines they can see another film than what I, who someone who doesn't have no experience, has zero experience, understanding any discipline. I can I can watch it on another level as well. So you're like 
you're you're the, the the true aficionados are appreciative of your film and same with the average fan itself i guess too right well hopefully yeah. <laughs> i mean well, everybody's gonna have their own critique of you course. know the the people who are the black belts might look at some of this and be like hey that's not too good but we're, we're not striving for absolute perfection, but we're striving to make something entertaining. But it comes down to serving the story. That's all yes. that matters, right? Yes. All right, footwork. Sorry, was that? And incredible footwork. Like, that's the one thing in the edit. Like, things, yeah, that, things that we never really realized was just, like, the footwork that it takes in all of these things and, and how you need to see that, uh, you know, and just see, you know, little steps. Just, like, there's very, like minimal details that i would never notice but jamie being you know in the stunt world would notice and it's like it's it's making sure those are incorporated and also in sounds too like shout out to the sound team just want to say that always um we had an incredible sound designer uh sound design team with tom o'neill and everybody else from down from him it was awesome yeah. and like you said before it's like yeah the, yeah nice sound design as well you need that for these action films but as you said before it's like the, the it's, it's all about the dance right it's like in food work but I, I think it's the stamina as well where it's like yeah. it's like there's a there's you have to be in shape yeah. let's put it that way right? it was a it was a long night <laughs> all right guys so hold, let's talk again when you make your next film i appreciate your conversation and uh, best of luck with your film thank you very thank much you very thank much. you for having us we appreciate it one two three four five six seven eight Chance will take